This is Escape the Dungeon, the podcast where we ask you to join us as we explore the world beyond the world's oldest role-playing game. My name is Mike Cripps, and I will be your host and game master, and I am joined by three stellar players. Zach Brass. Hey! Dom Brass. What's going on? And Nate Brass. What's up, Internet? (laughs) Each season, we will be playing a different tabletop role-playing game this season. We are playing Scum and Villainy, a Forged in the Dark game published by Evil Hat Productions. You have now heard me say that seven times, and I will continue saying it each and every episode until the season is done. Woo! Ah! And maybe even in some other seasons if that's what happens, but who knows. (laughs) I'm a big fan of Forged in the Dark games personally. Um, It's one of my favorite, like, styles of tabletop um i just think the rules are fun i think the rules are fun as well yeah no i'm about it i've been digging it i mean i think you could use a three action economy but you know whatever i think think we're, we're all in agreement here guys we are on episode seven lucky number seven seven the uh number of soccer players that are on the field at any given time that's if fun. they're eight nope it's that's, seven that's not, that's not correct <laughs> if they're children that is sometimes true yes sometimes <laughs> okay. for children <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, all right. My uh, the the actually the uh, the teams I coached um were seven aside, and let me tell you, sometimes it was really hard for me to have seven players to field. <laughs> what what uh That's what age hilarious. did you coach, Zach? What, like what age players? My I did two years. Um, the first year was the under tens age range, was like eight to ten. Okay. That was rough. <laughs> Did it at all look like soccer was being played? No, no. I'll tell you, there was a couple kids that were really good, but the real reason why it was so rough is that they gave me a team of, like, 22 kids, and you only put seven of them on, on the pitch at one time. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm, like, trying to babysit 22 kids with, like, one other coach. <laughs> that's hilarious one other coach who was like also 15 16 when you were doing this no i was um i was 21 when i did this oh okay. yeah this was i thought military, you did this in right? high school no no i did this um yeah i did this when i lived down south um and uh the uh the other coach was actually this it was i was in the military and um the other coach was um somebody that was like much higher ranking than me but, like, they had never played soccer a day in their life. They didn't know any of the rules. <laughs> However, this particular person, they really had it in them that they had to be in charge. Oh, yeah. Um, like, and so it was, like, me trying to tell them what we should probably do for, you know, the sake of the sport. And them basically ignoring me the whole time. <laughs> so we won two games that season. Those were the two games where she couldn't show up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. 
And um, and then the next season was the good season because we were totally undefeated. But that season, I had like eight kids and we, again, had to field seven. And, you know, there's always at least one kid missing like every game. <laughs> That's funny. All right, guys, we're missing the usual goalkeeper. You know what that means? Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, luckily these kids were, it was under 12, uh, like 12 to 10, so they were a little better at following directions. And I just had some, like, athletes in this team. Two of my kids left one of the games just a little past halftime because they were on their way to go run a marathon. And I'm like, guys, you didn't have to come to the game if you are going to go run a marathon. Wait, yeah, these were like 10-year-olds yeah, that were going yeah. to run yes, a marathon? Yes, literally 10-year-olds. Their parents are cruel. They were, uh, quote, the fittest kids in the Air Force, is what they were called. Uh, they, they, won, like, they were award-winning. I don't think kids are allowed to be in the Air Force. I don't, I don't love that. Oh, no. that. That combination of words. <laughs> no, I know. It was crazy. But I'll tell you what, it was great for the soccer because they were they were just they were the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, you don't understand. They were really good at soccer. It was great being their coach. I'm sure <laughs> as a concerned citizen, you guys you might make some good points, but as a coach, man, let me tell you. They were they were the best players on the team. <laughs> they were my midfield, too. They were siblings, uh, uh, an older brother and a younger sister. And I made them the two midfielders, and they just ran the whole game. Like, they controlled everything. They were like, yeah, we got this. You played them in midfield before a marathon? Well, no, I mean, I played them in midfield typically all the time. And I didn't know they were going to this marathon, by the way. Their mom came up to me at halftime and said, hey, we got to go to this marathon. I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and they, but yeah, no, they were great. Uh, so good. So, so athletic. Like, fuck. There you go. So uh, you guys are telling me that there are eight players on a field at any time. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm telling you that 12-year-olds play with seven. Right, well, what's normal? Eleven. Eleven per side, including the keeper. Guys, b before I do my whole 1920s news introduction thing this week, um, let's actually touch base on a little bit of game before the game um it has been three episodes since we uh marked experience for your characters uh we said we were gonna do this every three to four episodes to sort of replicate the usual uh way this is done in scum and villainy where you would do it at the end of each session so real quick like like a whisper quick uh who who's marking experience I think we all are. I Yeah, we are totally all doing it. Okay, why do you think you deserve experience? I'll tell you right now. I got us into severe debt um, with, uh, you know, somebody. So that wasn't great, struggling with my vices. Um, the, other, the other thing is I definitely just encouraged our crazy racer to put everything on the line in a life or death race essentially that's what's going to come out to be let's be real here because i thought it would be really fun and that seems like it just fits with my general beliefs of uh you know pursuing your dreams and freedom <laughs> okay i'll allow it 
Um, I, I, you know, I participated in my vices like a bunch. So I think I deserve a experience for that. Even though I didn't put us in massive debt or get us like, you know, we're not being harassed by people or something. I still think, you know, I did my best to overindulge. It just didn't work. <laughs> uh, okay. You may have experience. Thanks, dude. Um, Cypher got three experience uh, for struggling with their vice or traumas, um, expressing their beliefs and their background. Um because I feel like in these last few episodes, Cypher has uh, kind of expressed their beliefs of uh, against your memory wipes, Urbot uh, memory wipes, uh, their kind of beliefs uh, for pro-robot uh, beliefs and kind of support. And they've uh, just been doing whatever they can to uh, get this crazy fun race uh, happening and gambling all the time uh okay awesome uh experience uh how about as a crew do you think you've earned any crew xp well we didn't execute a successful mission yet um contend with challenges above our current station i mean no we're in the process of it yeah but we're not there yet bolster our crew's reputation or develop a new one I mean, you know, did we do that kind of, you know? Um, I mean, we challenged a famous racer on the internet. To a public race. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of people. Have I would say that. that totally counts. I mean, we we have literal sponsors now. Two of them, because we just told them both. Yeah, Ooh. no, I mean, I could. I think that's. Well, fair. we're working on our second sponsorship, I think. As that's we right. Yep. Yep. Start. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, Express goals um drives inner conflict or essential nature of the crew i would argue i would argue yes, yes because um the whole current job we're about to go on is basically just entirely our crew be crew's own way of handling a situation all right sounds good to me mark two crew xp uh nobody filled up their entire xp bar not nope. yet haha <laughs> no level ups for you next uh, session with with that, let's uh, let's get started. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. I'm all about that. That's the idea. Welcome to the Procyon Sector! Crash, Cypher, and Gorpheus, the three intrepid bounty hunters, find themselves in quite the legal pickle. Cypher has been served with a cease and desist for using the title of greatest pilot in the galaxy by their rival, Choss. Naturally, our crew decided that the best course of action was to challenge Choss to a race, but in order to do so, they need resources. Seeking out sponsorships, they met with Conclave Zero One, who seek to use the race to prove a political point about urban equality. Now, they meet with Bobby O and his gang, the Wreckers, who, like our heroes, have a grudge against Choss and want to use the race for less egalitarian purposes. Peace, chaos, and of course, creds, all hang in the choices of the crew of the Phoenix 13. Well, crew, I think the only responsible thing for us to do is to take both sponsorships.
We're going to need all that cash. I mean, you're up against the greatest uh, racer in the galaxy other than yourself, and he's definitely got more you money. You are saying this all in a meeting with Bobby O and the Wreckers? <laughs> oh, no, this was me right before we walked in. <laughs> That's right. We just met him. Yeah, we just met him. You are on the planet of Baftoma, also called the Husk, for just how dried up and all of its resources are extracted, and it's just a wasteland. It's one biome, because all these planets have just a singular biome, is just waste. Rocks and dust and dirt just blowing around, creating, like, dust storms. But not even fun dune dust storms. There's no sandworms. It's just rock. It is just a, a desecrated rock floating through space. And that is the planet you find yourselves on as you've walked into this strange, like, metal hut that is just kind of jutting out uh, from the planet's surface where you have seen these three strange individuals. One, Bobby O., uh, who sent you the video message offering you uh, an opportunity with this race against Choss, and then also a uh, like a big, muscled, grimy woman that Bobbio introduces you to as uh, Meshkalarn, and a one-armed chicken-like Zeno uh, named Cord. And that is, that is, of course, chord with a Q, by the way. And these three that, that walk in, they're, they're dirty, they're grimy, they're, like, slick. They've got this really weird vibe that is, like, greaser mixed with ska, with, you know, rockabilly, and it, it, it's, you know, th this really raucous atmosphere as you walk in and Bobby O as you walk in rushes over to embrace you uh welcome you to the wreckers secret lair they're this makeshift base that they're in and he says oh I am so happy to see you guys oh my god Oh, we are gonna have fun together. Please come on and make yourself at home and let's talk business, baby. Hello, sir. It is I, Cypher, the racer. These are my associates. Uh, do you have any oil? And I'm Crash Jordan, the leader of this crew. This is my manager. I'm Gorfis. I'm the, uh... Uh, pit, pit, pit assistant? I don't know, what, uh, what do I do, Cypher? You, I, you're my bodyguard. Ah, I'm his bodyguard. I like that. Deadliest man in the universe, this one. Yes. Once I'm... killed three men with a pinky finger. Not his own. We are currently working on the trademark on that one. <laughs> okay, no, I'm, I don't want to trademark that. I'm not comfortable talking about that. Deadliest man on the, in the universe? Trademarked? Come on. I No, I mean, obviously, it, it's it's fine. Every time just, you kill someone, you just yell that out? 
Oh my god. Did you get I... a few pictures? Dude, would be good for branding. You know, I swear this one time I saw him kill a man just by looking at him. <laughs> I like your vibes. Come on in, folks. And let's uh, let's talk a little shop. I saw that. Oh, Cypher, you beautiful chrome bastard. I saw your video. I saw your challenge to that prick choss. And oh, it just made me want to dance. And he's like shimmying around uh, as the the other two, the large woman and the chicken like Zeno uh, are, are patting him on the back and and clanging their bottles together. Their bottles of just like the cheapest swill that they sell in the galaxy. Yeah, I think I like these guys. Give me one of those bottles. <laughs> <laughs> uh the one-armed chicken Zeno just goes Bacock! and uh tosses you a uh, a bottle of murky orange colored <laughs> liquid <laughs> nice and uh Bobbio says tell me cipher tell me tell me what you know about choss he was my hero I love to see the way he rode through the galaxy. There was a thing of beauty. But, uh, you know, as they say, never meet your heroes. He's not a, a big fan of the robots. Yeah, you, you got that right. Choss isn't a fan of robots. But, uh, let me let you into a little secret, Cypher. That man's no hero. Is he cord? Bacock, nope, nope, not a hero. <laughs> do you have uh, your story with the uh, Choss? Oh, do we? You see, Choss, he'll never tell you this. He'll never tell anybody this. I guess he's embarrassed, says the, uh, the, the, the large woman. Yeah, I, I guess he's maybe a little embarrassed of his history. See, Choss used to run with us here on Baftoma. Used to be one of the wreckers. Till he got a little too big for his britches. Thought he deserved more than this hunk of junk on this wasteland, wasteoid planet. He thought he deserved more than what we had to offer. And so he found himself a crew, the Echo Wave Riders, yeah. who uh, thought they could give him a better life than he had with us. And so he he hops off on the uh, the the first ship to nightfall, and what do you know? He takes a crate of our goods, our materials, our parts to repair our ship, and brings them with him, gives them to the Echo Wave Riders, and leaves us here on Baftoma with nothing. Bark! Less than nothing. Less than nothing. Thank you, Cord. So you have a history, it seems. That could be good for us. What is it you are planning? <laughs> what are we planning? Good. Fair question. Fair question, Cypher. 
what we're planning is what we're always planning here with the Wreckers. Planning a little fun. Planning a little chaos. Planning to stir the pot a little bit. And if we can have our fun that way, well, at the expense of uh, some people we don't particularly like, well, that's the best kind of fun for us. That's the kind of fun that Maybe we're willing to pay a little bit to some new friends to help us accomplish that. I mean, you guys seem like super outstanding and upfront gentlemen. I I feel like, you know... I'm a lady. This is... Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, like, you know, I meant more... I didn't mean it like that. I'm yeah, sorry. What, how did you mean it, Orpheus? That was kind of messed up. I, okay, I just kind of bet it. You can like, only be a uh, sophisticated person if you're a man. No, I, I, I kind of don't. Just excuse our, excuse our powerful yet sometimes inconsiderate friend over here. He oh. is an absolute master with a blade, but sometimes not with his tongue, so to speak. Meshkalarn, she takes a uh, like an oily, uh, greased up socket wrench. Up from the ground, and she just starts to to wipe it down as she stares at you, Gorpheus. Ah, uh, I stare. I s- no, 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 no. Everybody, relax. Bobby says, "Friends here, exactly. We're all friends, new friends who just wanna get to know each other, right? Get to causing a little trouble, making a little cred." What do you say, folks? Well, you uh, had me at the word cred. <laughs> ah, a man after my own heart. And he uh, he puts his arm around you, Crash. <laughs> so, do we have a plan? Well, uh, win the race, right? Well, uh, yeah. here was the thing. I was hope I was hoping that uh, we could do a little more to uh, bring down Joss. If we planned a little iced during the race. Oh, uh, iced? Oh my gosh, you're you're talking my language, baby. Wait, a little what? Uh, to, you know, just rummage his uh, supplies a little bit. After all, he did steal from our good friends here. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Does he have something we want to steal? I mean, I'm sure he's got fancy things, but do we have, like... Well, he's a rich, wealthy, famous race car, um, you know, or racer, so... Get on to his ship. Maybe we could hack into his systems and uh, release some information that he does not want released. Maybe, uh... Get him in our pocket. Or, or, what if we took the ship? Well, I, maybe we don't blackmail him, right? You know, like, do we want that? I want to ruin him, Orpheus. Is that what we want to do? Yes. Do we maybe just want to? This man came at me with a paper. (laughs) This is war. But, and I know it's crazy, but just, what if you 
just embraced the light of the new way, rode your heart out and proved to yourself and to the entire universe that you are the greatest racer. Isn't that the real victory here? I, I, I have to agree with Gorpheus to a degree here. I don't really believe in Ziwei, as Ziwei has not uh, seemed deemed it fit to grace a robot with its presence yet. I think it's a load of crap. But there always has to be a first, Cypher. You could be that one! I, yeah, I don't know, I, maybe, or, or... It's all a load of crap, and it's just your your species have magic powers. No, no, no. I, I'm not the, like the other species. There's tons of people got crazy magic powers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. I mean, it's not magic, really. It's the way. But, like, I, I'm trying to go for a brand deal with the new way. So what do you say, Bobbio? <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, good. I'm, I'm glad we all just agreed to uh, ignore that hippie bullshit. <laughs> and he, uh, he like, nudges Gorpheus in the third arm. <laughs> uh, I'm just playing big guy. Uh, I like the way you think, Cypher. And in fact, I was, uh, you know, the gang and me maybe thinking something a little similar. I'm glad to hear we're on the same page. You see, I'm a bit of a uh, a wizard with the uh, with the uh, you know old galactic web. The I'm a hacker. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm a hacker. I'm a really good hacker. Oh, that's perfect for us. These two are terrible at it. I was really <laughs> worried. I was like, oh, what if we do a hacking mission while I'm racing? And then I was like, wait, these two. <laughs> In front of a computer? Never. <laughs> hey, I managed to do the order just fine last time. And uh, I, I know some uh, like-minded, skilled individuals in uh, in on Nightfall. Uh, some who, uh, you know, might be able to help us out with a little with a little job. See, I'm thinking. I can use my skills as a hacker to uh, really make this thing blow up, turn it to get 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 ads uh, popping up on every site in the galaxy to the point where uh, this race is going to become the biggest event of the season. You follow? Everyone's going to be watching. Oh, are we going to go viral? Beyond viral, Gorpheus. What? What does that even mean, Captain Crash? Straight up pandemic infection viral is what I'm talking here. That is crazy. This guy is, this guy's too much, man. I can't even, I can't even. And if we get half the sector's eyes on this race... Well, that means there's half as many eyes out there to watch the rest of us when we try to break in to the Echo Wave Rider's secret hangar on Nightfall. The Echo Wave Rider's secret hangar? Do you know where it is? Not quite, but I've got a lead. 
You see, I've got a friend, uh, a colleague, we'll call her, on Nightfall. Her name's Saren, Saren Gallia. And uh, she's a data broker uh, and a bookie, if uh, maybe you're looking to <laughs> bet on yourself here in more ways than one, right? And uh, But she knows anything that's worth knowing on Nightfall. And I am positive poking you uh, firmly in the chest, Crash. Positive that she knows where the Wave Riders store their sweetest, sickest rides. We find that place. We find that hangar. We walk in. We smash it all up to smithereens and take whatever's worth taking, anything we can carry. Oh, and it's going to be a payday like you've never seen. I mean, I don't see how this could go wrong, so... I don't know. Everyone's professional here. Yeah, I, uh, I, I could definitely see myself uh, having one of those classic Wave Rider speeders that they always have, you know. Yeah, and really, we're doing the right thing, right? Because Chosk, he's a bad guy. He attacked Cypher with a paper. They're practically villains. I mean, this is yeah. almost like heroism, if you think about it. I, I think so. <laughs> That's what I was going with this, you know? Like, there are no crimes at wartime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they there are war crimes. Yeah, but... there are war crimes and other things, but yeah, I mean... Those are for babies who are not ready. <laughs> <laughs> um Gorpheus stares into uh the distance as he says that. <laughs> A real soldier knows what needs to be done. I have so much respect for you. I just keep hearing their screams. <laughs> Cypher, as uh Bobbio extends his hand out to you to to make a deal it goes in like slow motion as we cut back flashback yeah i'm calling a flashback as the gm what? i didn't know you could do that i don't know that i can but i'm doing it to your conversation with the hologram of the prime who was so proud of you for trying to win an honest race against uh, against Choss to prove that Urbots were capable of being the greatest pilot in the galaxy that that we could that you could earn respect and honor and dignity for your people but he could do both right can you decipher think that they can can you please both the wreckers who seek chaos and conclave zero one who seek respect mr bobby oh i would love if i could uh speak with my associates for a moment oh this is good bobby oh that means he's really happy about this if we could just have like a uh have the room for a moment. We enter a huddle and whisper like in the cartoons. <laughs> uh yeah, you you can have that corner over there. That's great. That one <laughs> smells um like slightly cleaner pee. <laughs> 
Yeah, we cleaned uh we we cleaned that corner uh three weeks ago, so you know, pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad actually. Better than I was expecting. Honestly, I'm a little impressed. I'm not even sure if we've cleaned our ship in the past three weeks. <laughs> I do. When you sleep. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I only charge for like two hours, so. Oh, well, that explains it. <laughs> yeah. Also, by the way, Captain, I, while well, I'm admitting things that I do while you guys sleep because of my charging. Okay, I don't like where this is going. I was awake uh, when you came back after your excursion, excursion on the last planet. Um, I witnessed you very drunk, uh, crying, uh, going on and on about how you owed so much money. Um, so I just want you to know we are here for you, Captain. No need to worry. We will make tons of money on this race, so if you ever need someone to talk to, I, I'm here for you. Well, you know, of course, I always appreciate that, Cypher, and that's why I keep you around. So anyway, the way I see this is it's like an episode of a sitcom where the guy goes on a date with two different girls at once. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Do you think we could, I could race for the Urbots and then you guys could like do the heist with Bobby without them knowing? Maybe, you know, like I'll win the race fair and square. I will Proves that I am the best racer, but also, you know, maybe you guys can do a little... Cypher, I would have it no other way. You need to prove that you are the greatest racer in the universe. So we're saying no to Bobby as a sponsor, but we are willing to work with them in other capacities. Precisely. We'll tell them that we have a different name sponsor. But we'll do the heist with them to fuck over his partner. That way, it'll make it all less suspicious. We don't want Joss going directly after them. Oh, yeah, no, it probably does make sense. Yeah, it would be pretty obvious if you were where, riding around in a um, a speeder or whatever you're having this race in. We, I, I haven't, I'm not sure. Um, if you were riding around in one of those and... Um, it had, like, their logo or whatever, you know? Maybe they, it was a little beat up and covered in oil and smelled a little bit like beer. You know, it'd be kind of obvious it came from them, you know? I love it. What are your thoughts, Corpheus? Well, I, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that basically makes sense. I kind of thought that was the plan, so... Um, I mean, I didn't know, like, I guess let's talk to him about the sponsor thing, because that's kind of the big you know, consideration there. Is he not cool with that? I mean, I th I agree with you guys. It seems like a bad idea. He wouldn't ask the wreckers. All right, Bobby-O, we've got, a, we've got a proposition for you. Bobby-O is listening. Oh, I like that third person thing. Cypher should start. You see, we've been approached by a, uh, another potential sponsor, and... What we thought is that maybe, for the sake of the heists that we're going to pull, we use them as the primary sponsor, the name. Because, you know, it might be a little obvious if uh, we're rolling around with your name on our um, 
you know, on our vehicle of whatever kind. It's still undecided what we're racing in. I, I really don't know um, the rules, you know. Uh, I didn't race anything. Uh, so, so we're thinking we'll set up this race with this other sponsor, get all the eyes on it that we can, and then with you, we'll team up and pull this heist. And that way, nobody will even know you guys are involved. Which, probably, you know, uh, for the best, because he'll definitely come come for you, you know? Hmm. Bobbio, Meshkalarn, and Cord sort of glance over each uh, at each other uh, for a moment. And uh, Bobbio says, uh, I think uh, we're going to need a huddle real quick over here and this corner that we cleaned two and a half months ago. That's our second cleanest corner. Oh my god. <laughs> you you do what you gotta do, guys. We'll be right here, waiting in the spot in the middle. Should we rehuddle while they huddle? Would it be weird? <laughs> uh, no, that's in bad form. Gorpheus, I was going to say, I think that mes- Meshkalarn might uh, have a thing for you. Oh, she was eyeing you up. Uh, no, I think she wanted to kill me, didn't she? Uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between hatred and love. I know. I know that all too well. <laughs> all I know is she was staring at you the old time, and I cannot tell anything about your human emotions from your eyes. But... She was staring a lot, which I take as good. I usually take that as they think I'm a hideous freak, but I like your take better. (laughs) High five. The new way, baby. The new way. Let's go. (laughs) All right. The Wreckers have reconvened, and we like your deal. Let's uh let's put this other sponsor's name on the on the on the race. Wear their jacket, put their decals on your bike, whatever you want to do. The only stipulation we ask. Cord the chickens, you know, steps up. Squawk! The only thing we want is that Choss knows we're the ones who are responsible for his embarrassing loss. <laughs> and all three. <laughs> well, I will be responsible for the loss because I will beat him. Right, but, the, but, but, but Squawk, but, but we're, we're the ones who are helping you. Yeah, I'm sure we can do that. That, that seems fine. We, we just want a, a little bit of credit for his downfall. You guys will act into his system and, like, ruin his uh, public persona. Yeah, yeah, make sure he knows that. That will be you guys. You guys have, like, a symbol we could put on the... No, I, I have the best idea ever. What if, after you beat him in the race and they make you shake hands or whatever, you lean over and you say, Bobby sends his regards. Oh, that's good. That's good. You like that? You like that? I think it's okay. The wreckers send their, their regards? 
uh, we're going to need another huddle real quick. Uh, and they, they get back in the second cleanest corner uh, and <laughs> huddle up for a minute before it says, okay, we want you to tell him that the Wreckers, a.k.a. Bobby O, Meshkalarn, and Cord, send their regards. Great. I will have it written down, and I will say it directly after Zuri stirring the Anchik. <laughs> right in his ear. Like in a spy movie or something. <laughs> All right, and you said that was Bobby O, then Meshkalarn, then Cord? That's right. All right. Alright. Well wait, since we're telling, you know, Chow's things, can 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 I be in there too? You say and Gorpheus. No, you're not one of the wreckers. Oh, okay. I just thought it'd Gorpheus, be... you're going to be on the same ship as the greatest pilot in the galaxy. Is that not enough for you? Meshkalarn takes a, a step forward sort of twisting her hands over that socket wrench. And she says, you can include Gorpheus. That's okay. <laughs> yes, let's go. All right. Do you guys want Gorpheus at the end or after Meshkalarn? I could go after. The Wreckers, a.k.a. Bobby O, Meshkalarn, and Cord send their regards. Also Gorpheus. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> or you could say featuring Gorpheus. Ooh, featuring is good. Featuring Gorpheus. <laughs> oh, can I also do like a solo track? Well, well, well he, you're not going to be there to do the solo track. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Wait, can we postpone the race so I can record a solo track and you can play it and see if it'll give me a sponsorship? <laughs> yeah, I could play it on my chest screen. That depends, Gorpheus, as Bobbio lowers his sunglasses. Can you play the saxophone? No, I can't. <laughs> really? I always, I always begged you as a sax guy. Well, well, what do you play? You know, the saxophone is the sexiest instrument. No, I, I learned the harmonica. Oh, that's not very sexy, Gorpheus. Well, that, that definitely tracks... Yeah, it doesn't feel sexy when I play it, but... I really like the harmonica. Oh, really? No one asked you, Meshkalarn. <laughs> I, I I, thought it was nice. No, thanks. Don't thank stop you. it now. Stop flirting during uh, negotiations, Garfield. It's a bad look for you. Oh, I'm sorry, Cypher. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Yeah, honestly, keep it up, my man. I appreciate it. Somebody's got to do it. I'm getting conflicting signals. I, I wink at you. <laughs> You got this, bro. Gorpheus <laughs> is just so confused. Don't listen to the robot. He doesn't get it. I have sex with a USB stick. Gross, <laughs> dude. Gross. Come on. I can't believe you would admit that on a podcast. You, you sick, sick fuck. For robots, porn is sex. Well, it's more about what's on the USB stick, if you know what I mean. Wait, what is on a USB stick? Ah, uh, wait. My children. What? When an herbot loves another herbot. Okay, I'm good, guys. I'm good. I want to exit this conversation. It was great. <laughs> and I'm proud of everyone for participating. Back to business. So, I think we've come to an agreement. We'll go do this other sponsorship. We'll definitely do this heist with you. So, you guys should definitely take our contact information. Although, here's the thing. Um, we don't have, what's that drive called? 
Nexus Link. So here's the thing. We don't have a Nexus Link. So we're only going to be able to contact you when you're within the planet's range. You do have a ship, right? That's a uh, complicated question, Crash. Uh, simple answer is we're working on it. So are are you going to have a ship by the time, or do we need to drive you around? Because there's not a lot of room on our ship. It, it's um, well, you know, it's more of a three man operation. Look, uh, I think you've, you, I I feel pretty good saying that you'll find room for one more. I make a a real good house guest. I promise you. And then once we get to nightfall. I'll get in touch with my contact there, Saren, and, uh, well, we'll put the plan together. It'll be worth the worth your while, I promise you. No, we, we definitely have room for one more, because, I mean, at worst, you could sleep in the brig. Sounds true. <laughs> Bobby O has slept in worse places. Sounds good to me. I believe it. Crash just looks around the room and is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> i promise you it has four walls and a roof even a floor he says looking down at the floor that i assume partially is caved in somewhere <laughs> yeah so uh as uh Bobbio gathers his things uh to join you on the trip to nightfall he puts a uh, a hand on meshkalarn's shoulder you're in charge, Mesh. Keep Cord in line. We know he likes to get a little wild when Daddy's away. And uh, <laughs> the the one-armed chicken Zeno is already cracking open like seven more bottles of of that drink. It's a hoot. Are you sure you got some Cord instead? <laughs> He, he, uh, Bobbio, like, cracks his knuckles. You're gonna need my technical wizardry if we want a chance of pulling this off, Cypher. Trust me. All right, well, anyway, back to the ship. Let's get this rolling, baby. We need to get ready for this race. And so Bobbio, uh, gets on board the Phoenix 13 with you. Meshkalarn and, uh, Cord are, like, waving their uh handkerchiefs as the the phoenix 13 pulls out of the atmosphere of baftoma and uh you begin heading towards the system jump gate and uh, as you travel across the rin sector you arrive at the gate it activates you go into hyperdrive woo takes you all the way to the iota system which you then cross to get to the next gate which you go woo across in back into the breck system the same system that Akiti is in that you did your last job on and where uh, your crew has a little bit of heat. But you're not headed back to Akiti. Instead, Cypher, you begin descending onto the metropolitan planet of Nightfall, a planet of nearly entirely covered in cityscape. 
of flashing neon lights and pulsing nightclub music that that fills the atmosphere. Uh, this planet called Nightfall because there are 13 moons that orbit around this planet that nearly always eclipse the sun for at least a portion of the day. So there is constantly going in and out of night and day uh, in, on this planet. I feel like we get off of the ship... Uh, Crash immediately turns in a different direction of the crew and Cypher just grabs him by the shoulder and keeps him going with us. <laughs> yeah, and you start walking through the streets of this planet, of the, the capital city of this planet, uh, the city of Yam. I'm sorry, it is Yaw. It is Yaw. Y-A-W. I hear they have a really, really wonderful cuisine around here. I definitely know what it is, and I'm. it's probably like a cheesesteak type thing. You know, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> I was not. I thought it was like squids or something. Space cheesesteak with purple mushrooms on it. Okay, I did think purple, so... I've heard that these are the best damn space cheesesteaks you could ever eat. They're made from space cows. <laughs> <laughs> right? I thought you were going to come with like a crazy twist. It's just like, nope, they're made from space cows. It's like, oh, that just sounds like a very normal space cheese. Would you thing. like some space cows and get this purple mushrooms? <laughs> yeah, it's like. On a regular sandwich roll? It's crazy! <laughs> oh, look over there. It's a space wawa. Look, nobody does space cheesesteaks like y'all. So <laughs> Look over there. That space cow's doing the moonwalk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say when pigs fly. Space no, pigs. dude, it's cows, man! I'm Something sorry. about a cow going over the moon? Oh, that's true. Yeah, let's get cheesesteaks. Fuck it, I don't know. <laughs> After a quick cheesesteak montage. Yes, so the, yeah. <laughs> During which we try every cheesesteak <laughs> in the city. It just slowly starts escalating. You know, we start spilling stuff. There's an incident, but it's like, it's fine. Then we're eating too many cheesesteaks. Gorpheus almost gets into a fight by accident because of a miscommunication. Uh, Cypher's malfunctioning from all the cheesesteaks he's eaten. Are you so sure? Are you sure you're supposed to eat this many? Aren't you an Urba? I'm are, are... not supposed to eat anything, Captain. <laughs> Look at you, Cypher. You're living the new way. A new way of life. What is life? I don't know, but I hear if you eat enough of those purple mushrooms, somebody, t the universe tells you. Yeah, honestly, they're pretty good. Kind of sweet. Tangy. You know what, Garfis? I want to try some of your drugs sometimes. <laughs> I'll tell you folks what. You sure know how to party. <laughs> Bobby O pops his checkered print collar. <laughs> Just a very normal hangout day. We're just going around. We got some cheesesteaks. Had like a beer. 
He's like, yeah, sick party, guys. I don't ever get to drink regular beer, so this is sick. Oh, man, it tastes so clean. This is the first day I haven't taken a dirt bath in years. Oh, no. This planet has running water. I'll tell you that. This food is pretty all cool. edible. <laughs> 100% you mean <laughs> Bobby's first time in the cheesesteak place like what <laughs> so which parts do I eat around wait you can eat the whole thing <laughs> no rocks or asbestos in this I swear <laughs> Bobby O has just gone fully feral <laughs> <laughs> wow I really think like we're doing a good thing guys this feels good it's kind of like uh you know one of those make a dream things except this guy's a criminal and we're just taking him out to eat <laughs> i don't know i think this is beautiful but yeah you're right cypher let's go do the criminal thing you know the one bad thing about this planet all this music all this thumping bass and danceable tunes how am i supposed to how am I? How are we supposed to play trumpet with this? This isn't space ska. <laughs> I'm more of a saxophone man. I, you know, I think it's okay. It doesn't always have to be space ska. Well, you know, I do understand the merit. I'm more of a jazz man myself, you know. Space jazz, of course. <laughs> <laughs> because regular jazz is stupid. Well, it's jazz. just not quite as intricate, you know? Yeah, it's antiquated. Yeah, they really mastered it out in space. How am I supposed to skank to this? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. So this friend of yours. Right, yes. I. Uh, and he pulls out, like, a little communicator. Uh, she sent me her coordinates. You have to... You have to be some cool cats, I'm telling you, because uh, Saren spooks easy, but I'll vouch for you. <laughs> I mean, tell me that we're not the coolest cats you've ever met. Oh, yeah, don't worry, Bobby O. We're groovy cats. <laughs> Cypher presses a button on their head that makes their, like, blinders go, like, shaded, like they're wearing shades now. <laughs> we just eat 15 cheesesteaks together. That's a bonding experience. <laughs> we're brothers now. Yeah, I was literally about to say we're brothers now. Bobby O does the like term or not Terminator, uh, Predator handshake with you. <laughs> you know what, Bobby O? I gotta say, I've held a man during his dying breath, and uh, I feel closer to you than I ever did to him. <laughs> uh did not think things were gonna get this emotional with bobby o <laughs> um, you know i think bobby o has a lot to offer the crew he really fits the crew i mean honestly we might recruit him honestly <laughs> it's kind of like a dark reflection i do want to save him <laughs> Uh, I mean, pull back the curtain a little bit. Basically, every NPC I've used has come uh, more or less straight from the book. Uh, Bobby O, a named character in this setting. Um, and I've just been rolling with it. it just, well, it let just me tell you, 
uh, yeah, he, we like him. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just so obvious that they're a crew of miserable scoundrels just like us. And I really just, you know, I, I want to see them see their growth as characters. I want to eventually betray Bobby Yo so he becomes <gasps> the big bad. Oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're just like, we love Bobby O. It's like, yeah, I kind of want to betray him and ruin his life and make him hate me forever. Because I think that would be great storytelling, okay? I want him to become my new rival after Choss. Uh, Bobby O pulls you into a uh, little dive bar in the you know pulsing city of Yaw on the planet of Nightfall. And uh, he scans the, the crowd here and he says, ah, there we go. Uh, and he confidently leads you across the room to a uh, dark corner of this dive bar where you see a, you know, very small, very slight young woman with like huge like bottle cap glasses, like the kind that make her eyes seem huge in comparison to the rest of her face. Um, and she she has her hair up in like multiple sets of buns. And uh, she looks up at you and she sort of <clears throat> takes a, a shocked breath. It's okay. It's okay, Saren. It's me, Bobby O. And I come bringing friends. You see dramatically gestures to the three of you. I give her the finger guns. Uh, hello. Uh, Bobby O's told me so much about you. Um, please, please, uh, ha have a seat. I, I have much that I would like to discuss. We must be quick. Our mutual friend has told us much about you as well. I would like to place a bet under me, for me, in my race against Joss. Uh, yes, of, uh, of course, I would be happy to uh, enter that, that data for you. Um, uh, how, how much would you like to bet on yourself? He, he doesn't have any creds, come on, let's be real. I was uh, actually debating uh, if I do uh, dove into the Cerberus's creds without asking. Um. <laughs> I mean, you could not ask if you don't want to ask, but I was just about to say. I mean, look, honestly, I, as a player, would judge you if you didn't. I am going to put down three cred on myself. Uh, okay, uh, yes, you'll need to transfer that into uh, my, my secure uh, account. And uh, should you be victorious, I see that I can lock you into three to one odds for a payout of nine cred should you be victorious. Perfect. Captain, I need two cred. Well, um, well... We are running into a little bit of a credit problem right now, but I'll tell you what. Just because you're the greatest racer in the universe, uh, I, I, we can definitely get you one. How many do we have? We have two. Ah, fine. All right. We have two. <laughs> well, I guess it's, it's for a good cause. He's definitely going to win. I've seen him race a million times. I mean, at least... Uh... I'll obviously win, Captain. And then we will have six extra credits. Or nine extra credit? Six extra, I don't know. 
It is practically free money. I, I, I can't see how this could possibly go wrong. I mean, it couldn't, right? You against the one of the most famous racers ever, but he's definitely not as fast as you because... Yeah, we saw you with the Grand Faraniki. That was impressive. We saw that. Yes, I have been training in the greatest ways anyone has ever trained before. Yeah, no, there's no way. You're right, I should probably put down four cred instead. I I'm sorry to interrupt, but did you did you realize that uh, that your leg is currently sparking? It looks heavily yes. damaged. Yes, I was in a terrible accident. <laughs> <laughs> As they were saying, I was training with a Grand Paraniki, things got very heated. <laughs> I get it, because <laughs> my leg is smoking. <laughs> If you would like, I would certainly be uh, willing to, to loan out some uh, additional creds uh, for, for you, if you would like to bet more than you currently have. Oh my god. If you're willing to go into even further debt, that is. That doesn't seem like a problem at all. Yeah, I mean, we're just gonna win, right? It might be a good idea. We do owe... Yes, and uh, how much would you be willing to loan? Uh, hold on one second, ma'am. I, I need to I need to speak to my compatriot here. Captain. Cypher. You remember that conversation you overheard me having with myself that one night? Yes, when you were crying. Flashes back to... Oh, God, I can't believe I did it! I went four credits into debt in one night? I mean, it was some really good sushi, and I mean, the gin. That was the best gin I've ever had. But oh. <laughs> it was just sushi and gin. <laughs> the, uh, well, you see, uh, we need four credits, Cypher, to pay off my debt. So we should bet more. Yeah, I think Cypher's got the right idea. I mean, this is a slam dunk. We couldn't possibly lose this money. Captain, I am the greatest pilot in the galaxy. You have seen it. I mean, we should honestly figure out how much money we could get the ship for, put it up for, for, for you know, a few extra cred. No, well, I'm not willing to do that because that ship is my baby. I think that's a good idea. I will not lose. I do not lose, Captain. I am Cypher. I, you, you put money on me. The only time I ever lose money gambling is when it's not on myself. Well, let me tell you, I understand, but I wouldn't bet my wife, and I won't bet my ship. <laughs> However, you should borrow a bunch of credits, because we need them. <laughs> would like to borrow ten credits. <laughs> what the fuck? No! Bet them on myself? <laughs> we, we can't, I don't think we're allowed to do that. Oh my... <laughs> Well, let's see what happens. We might just be in debt for the rest of the game. <laughs> uh, so, if you if you want to uh, go into debt, th there's rules for this. It's called getting juiced. Uh, <laughs> getting cred beyond what's in your hold requires finding a, finding a lender, which uh, Saren here is offering to do for you. Uh, this is an acquire asset action where the result of the roll determines the maximum amount you can scrounge up. So so let's uh let's get a roll to see how much uh Saren is willing to loan you. 
Uh, you're going to roll your crew quality, which is zero, so you'll roll twice and take the lower result. You rolled a six and a one there. You can borrow up to two cred. Yo, that's plenty. Okay, fine. That's a win, guys. <laughs> so I'm betting five cred on myself. Uh, okay, very good. That will You lock in at a uh, three to one odds. Uh, you take two cred, which means your debt increases by two. And uh, I will start another clock here. Uh, this is going to be another eight-segment clock. Debt to Saren Gallia. How many of these do you think we can get? Right? You also have your debt to Sylvester. How many do you think me and Zach can get before Dom gets in debt? Hey, <laughs> debt is crew oh level, man. This is, uh, you're all in debt here. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's the beautiful part about it, right? Well, what I guess he meant is how many do you think we can accrue before he accrues any negative consequences for the crew at all? Be careful who you <laughs> hang out with, kids. It might just get you in debt for the rest of your life. My character's vice is gambling. I didn't expect you guys to be so supportive of my vice. <laughs> uh, well, my vice got me into severe bet debt, and so I need to rely on your vice to get us out of it. My vice just cleared my stresses and helped me see the bigger picture. And apparently you just hang out with the wrong people. <laughs> Are they the wrong people? Or am I the wrong people? Think about it. That's what I keep saying. Saren, like, closes her laptop and she's like, you, you can see that she's like a very just nervous looking person like she's just rapidly tapping her fingers on the, the bar table and says ah, now that the the bet has been placed I believe we should talk business uh, other business rather um, I understand that the four of you looking at the three of you and Bobby O uh, are, are interested in the Wave Riders hangar, is that correct? You got it, babe. And she recoils when you say that, Crash. <laughs> Crash got game, dude. He wakes, obviously, when he says it. Uh, yes, I, I do, in fact, know the coordinates of their hangar, and I am willing to uh, share that with you. Uh, on the condition that I get a portion of whatever you take from there. A portion, you say? Yes, it is only fair. I will not ask for more than uh, it is necessary. Uh, it, more, more than would be fair. Uh, there are five of us in this venture. I would like one-fifth of the value of whatever you find. One-fifth. Uh, Crash starts counting on his fingers like he's trying to do math in the head. Uh, and he's just looking at uh, both Bobby and Cypher, waiting for one of them to... Cypher gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> All right, that sounds like a reasonable offer. She nods very good, uh, takes out like a data pad, and begins rapidly tapping it, bringing up a uh, like three-dimensional map of the city. Um, and uh, coordinating with uh, Bobby Ho uh, and, and your your specifications and she like points at this highlighted path that is like a complex 
you know, figure eight within figure eight within figure eight, crisscrossing, applesaucing uh, all over the city. Uh, this is the uh, this is the racetrack, so to speak. Uh, it is not a track. It is through the uh, city highways and airways uh, that will be heavily trafficked. Uh, this is the route that Choss has agreed upon for your race to determine the greatest racer in the galaxy. I'm sorry, greatest pilot in the galaxy. Crash's jaw just drops. He's just like, well, I guess I'm not participating in this race. And she, like, zooms in on the map to show, like, a little flashing beacon that is actually subterranean. Uh, and another, uh, uh, another, like, dotted line sort of forms from that and goes through the 3D map, uh, showing a route. And, uh, here is the hangar. It is underground, underneath the city. Uh, it is where the Echo Wave Riders, uh, stash most of their equipment and their vehicles that are not in use at the moment. And that is where you will want to go. This route shows the most direct way to go there. And if you look here and you watch as the dotted line rises up and meets at the, uh, one of the points of the race route, here is where I would suggest you, 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 uh, venture from the race into the heist, following this route here. So where are we diverting from the race into the heist? Well, that would be the most sensible thing. Obviously, we'll have uh, Cypher, I would assume. Um, Distracting everyone with the beauty of my rising skills. And we'll peel off and do the deed. And maybe we can even meet back up with him. It's, I don't know how that's going to go. We'll see. It is a really crazy race, though. Pretty wacky race. Of communicators. Yeah. We'll, uh, uh, hopefully, ha you know, hopefully we'll be able to rush through quickly, uh, gather our stuff, and meet him at the last double helix, uh, triple, uh, barrel roll thing that That's he has to do over there. actually a triple helix and into a quadruple uh, barrel roll there, right there. I don't know, it looks the same to me, I, I can't. No, a double helix, you would, uh, you would crash right into that building right there. It would certainly be bad for his brand as the greatest racer in the universe, which is obviously what we're going to have to call this this guy after he wins. Galaxy. Galaxy, you're right. My apologies, you haven't earned that uh, universe title yet. Working on it. I suppose you got to get Galaxy first, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not as fun when I don't hear you say trademark afterwards. I miss it. Well, I think that our next course of action would, of course, be to... Wait, wait, do we have a date for the race? Um, wow, I didn't know we had to have dates for the race. Well, obviously, it has to happen at a particular agreed-upon time or place. I mean, they're not just going to stumble upon each other. Yeah, but, like, it just seems a little forward, you know? Oh, <laughs> I slapped Gorpheus on the back. Well, yes, we have to be forward with 
Oh, okay. All right. All right, Captain. And so I would like to cut away from here into the day of the race and indetermine an amount of time later, uh, such that when we're in the midst of the job, you can feel free to take flashbacks and whatnot. Sounds good. Yes. And uh, what kind of job do you think this is going to be? Um, that's obviously the the first real uh, thing to determine when we're talking about jobs. I mean, I suppose it's a heist, huh? We're definitely not being bounty hunters today, if that's your question. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, you certainly are not. Yeah, this time we're not bounty hunting, um, but that's fine. We'll survive. Uh, assault, deception, infiltration, mystic, social, and transport. So infiltration seems like it could be it. Well, it's up to you guys. I mean, I'm going to be real here. The only thing I can even s I know that we would like to push it another way. But to me, I'm looking at the job and I'm just saying that that job's a deception job it is a deception job but you know what else it is it's a transport job i'm happy to go with transport i agree but look i mean i'm fine uh i can be persuaded or i'll go with anything if you guys think that we can do that way that's just i just just the way i see it though is you know we're literally tricking this guy with vr race and stealing all his shit <laughs> mike what are your what are your thoughts hearing hearing our discussion would you like to weigh in? My thoughts are um, whatever you guys choose is going to affect like basically how the job begins. So uh, like what the starting point is. So I'm happy to go either way, like regardless of uh, whatever, you know, whatever you guys want to do. Well, I guess let me put it like this. Then. What do you guys think would be more fun? to focus on the idea of the heist as a trick tricking him and deceiving him with the the race and getting away with it or are we more interested in the actual like transportation of goods in this particular thing i mean i'm interested in the race i mean the race is why we're here right but, like, that's not why you guys are necessarily here. Like, as players, you know, like, like as players, it is why you guys are here because it's an awesome idea. But, like, I feel like I'm going to get cool roles to figure out whatever this race shit is. And you guys, what do you guys want to be focused on doing when we split back? Well, our characters will separately be focused on infiltrating uh, the place, um, taking a bunch of the stuff and getting out of there unseen, right? Yeah, I would say infiltration seems good. Let's start. Let's do an infiltration roll. You guys trying to get in is kind of where we start. Can you guys get in and, like, while I distract enough? Yeah, it, it's get in, get out. It's get in, get out. Uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. We'll call this an infiltration. Um, so we cut to the morning of the race, the streets and highways and skyways of the planet Nightfall are filled with a crowd, a crowd that has gathered together to watch this race that seemingly came out of nowhere, but suddenly 
you couldn't go on the the Nexus link without being spammed by advertisements for the race of the millennia to determine the greatest pilot in the galaxy, TM, Crash, not Crash, Cypher <laughs> versus <laughs> Choss. And there's uh, like a, a poster of the two of them uh, like staring intently. And Cypher, you with your, your legs still sparking with electricity. Crash looks longingly at the poster, wishing he was on it. <laughs> Cypher, with your legs still sparking with that electricity. Uh, Choss, your rival, steps onto the scene. A ruggedly good-looking human man platinum hair the bluest eyes uh, a jaw that could cut diamonds wearing just like the snuggest one-piece racing suit he steps out onto the scene and he's waving to the crowd that are chant that are chanting choss 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 and he moseys on over to uh, his speeder bike, which is a considerably better quality make and just style than yours is, Cypher. He looks at you with a smug smirk. Well, hello, Cypher. It's so good to see you again. Hello, sir. Choss. I see you have the newest bike. Scared. <laughs> I always have the newest bike. I can afford them. Scared that you would lose if you didn't have it? <laughs> this race is about the racer, not the bike. Choss. Yes, and the the people know, Cypher, that the only good racers in the galaxy are humans. As he puts on his helmet, revs up his hover bike as you do the same. And we are going to need a uh, engagement role to see where we are at to start this job the race of cypher versus choss as gorpheus crash and bobby o try to infiltrate the echo wave riders hangar how are you guys feeling i'm freaking ready let's go this is what we live for you are going to start with one die is this operation particularly bold I would say yes. Does this plan detail a vulnerability or are they particularly strong against this approach? I don't think either of those are the case. Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight? They already have. That is plus one die. But are any enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? Yes, minus one dice. As you see... Echo Wave Riders filling the crowd here to support their friend Choss. 
which means that you are going to have how many yeses did i say <laughs> said two well you said three minus one it's two three dice minus one two dice who wants to roll them i think it's only reasonable that the racer rolls them. yeah it's got to be cypher all righty that's a six that is a six, which means this infiltration job will start off with a good result as the red light, yellow light, green light of the, the race kick into gear. I started on two and got the speed boost. Exactly. <laughs> and you and Choss pull off at the exact same time. You're neck and neck into the first of many turns of this perilous race. And we will pick up from there next episode. Now this is pod racing. Thank you for listening to Escape the Dungeon. Escape the Dungeon is created by Dom Brass, Nate Brass, Zach Brass, and Mike Cripps, with editing and original music by Tyler Nate. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. To find us on social media, go to escapethedungeonpod.com. <laughs>